Hi everyone, I'm Todd Lambrix, and this is Art Shorts. I hope you guys are all doing well out there today. I hope that the signs of spring are bringing you some inspiration possibly getting you geared up to work on a new project, make something new, bring something into the world that wasn't here before. And on that note of bringing something into the world that wasn't here before, I'm trying to wrap my head around this episode, which is essentially going to be episode one of this podcast. And, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about the show that Terry and I do on Tuesday nights, our live stream and how in a pandemic, we, we were desperate to reach out to people. We, we felt isolated as we all did, I'm sure. And so we wanted to kind of like build a community. We wanted to talk to people. We wanted to have a place for others like us to come and discuss art related topics. And we missed going to the galleries. We missed, you know, interacting in an art related capacity. We also missed going to the bar, which is why we set our show in a bar-like atmosphere. It's casual, it's fun, it's uh, the type of place where if art should come up, it's it's okay. It's not a classroom. It's not a you're not standing in front of a critic or a curator, and so you're a little more free to talk about things the way you want to. This 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 appealed to us for certain, and we've we've always tried to keep an air of that in our show. So out of that, what did we learn? You know, we're about 33 episodes into this show now, and we've gotten better at certain things technologically, from the standpoint of content, we've become efficient, and it feels good. It feels like we've, you know, when we look at that whole page of thumbnails that we've aggregated over time, we there's a certain sense of pride that comes with how many episodes of this we've produced and so that's that's one thing right when you're able to sort of step back from the thing you're making the thing you're doing in the studio and both evaluate it on what it needs how to complete it what's that next line stroke material that needs to be added there's also this recognition that you've brought something into the world that wasn't there before which is art's job right we're, we're always so concerned with creativity and what it means to not be like someone else, to not copy the work of another individual. But I've gotten over that a long time ago. I, I feel like if something, no matter what or how it resembles the work of another, if it passes through me, and I'm genuinely trying to do something with it that's mine. I, in other words, I've stepped outside of the boundaries of genuine, you know, just making a copy. But I've taken on a practice, a material, a curiosity that might reflect the work of another person. I've taken that for myself and begun to, you know, make, make it my own. Then I have brought something into the world that wasn't here before. So there's a funny fine line that's drawn between this space of 
copying another person's work, like we might copy the work of a master in a drawing class, for example, as an exercise in chiaroscuro or, you know, um, or in just exactitude. So there's a difference between that, which has value, especially from the standpoint of learning. And then there is this other side of it where we are moved by or inspired by the work of another artist such that we want to give that a try. I think that's a sign that the work we're looking at is number one, really good. If that work that's out there, if that art piece or that architecture, poetry, piece of music inspires us to go home and make something or run to the studio and make something, it's probably going to have elements of what we saw in the making, right? Or we're figuring out a way to apply what we saw to what it is we currently do. Maybe it's really distant from that, that other person's making. But regardless, either way, if that inspiration strikes you and it pushes you into a creative space, that's a win. That's a win. And I think that both people, the current maker, the current person who's inspired, and the person who inspired them, the work that inspired them, they both benefit from that because number one, I've, I've seen people get really upset by this. I've seen people who feel that their work is being, you know, too closely resembled by another artist. I, I see them become, you know, either, you know, uh, resentful or um, irritated by the fact that that's going on. And, and, and what I feel like should happen there is that that person could take that opportunity to recognize that what they've done has begun a dialogue. It has begun a discourse around something they started. That's a very powerful thing in the, in the art world. So if they're able to get out there and make a thing and call it their own, and the world responds, either through viewers looking at it and having a conversation as they're standing in front of it or walking away, or others as other, other artists is what I mean, or other artists walk away from that go into the studio and make something because they're inspired by it, then that's a win. So when Terry and I set out to make the show, The Large Glass, on Tuesday nights, we we weren't sure if anything like that existed, and we really, frankly, didn't care. We were really just trying to get in front of a camera, attract people to come and listen to, look at what we were talking about, and have a conversation. And we wind up in this place where we've got all these episodes. People are starting to really hopefully enjoy what we're doing. And of course, through what we're doing and an attempt to improve, I start looking around out there for, you know, what else is going on in this respect. And of course, I see other versions of this. I see versions of this out there that have been around for years and some that also started in the pandemic like we started ours. And, you know, your first response is to, you know, well, your first response is to be like, well, how many people are watching that show? How many people are paying attention to them and not us and why? Yeah, I, I get that. Out of a need to improve, out of a need to understand why you might not be where you want to be, that's a valid question. Fine. But then the next step is not to become discouraged. It is not to become put off by the fact that, ah, someone's already doing that. And I hear that all the time. Creative people start making something they feel really good about a discovery, and then there is this reveal, 
that someone gives them. Either they find out themselves or someone approaches them and says, oh, this looks just like the work of so-and-so, which, frankly, I never really understood as a critique strategy because while, yes, I might want to go look at that work, tell me why that's beneficial to me. All right, now let's get back to the main topic. If I'm out there and I'm looking and I find work that is like mine and I utilize that to both continue a dialogue out there into the world, keep putting that energy out there into the world, and I also utilize that to improve what it is that I do, that's a win, right? That, that to me, feels like positive reinforcement rather than a rejection based around the idea that it's simply already being done. I think things in similar forms can live on in many, iterate, many iterations without any issue whatsoever and, and, and frankly improve upon one another. So, so this is one of the things that I both as an artist struggle with, right? And I'm sure you do too. And also try to not only accept, but embrace and say, okay, I have to accept the fact that everything is being done right now on some level or another and everyone is slowly and incrementally moving towards clarifying and revealing what exists inside that dialogue right a trip through instagram will show this to you you're, you're scrolling through instagram and of course the algorithms inside of that program take every single thing you even pause for momentarily and say oh they like this oh they like this and they build a feed for you that very clearly resembles what your tastes are. And all of a sudden, before you know it, the work that you're looking at could look very much like your own because you're naturally inclined to slow down or pause on things that, you know, you're drawn to. And you're going to be drawn to things that you, you know, will probably make in your own work. And so without realizing it, you have built the reveal of others that are working just like you in the very you know, digital tool that you turn to for inspiration. So on some level, just the training that comes with utilizing a program like Instagram helps you possibly to get over this. I would hope so, at least. And you know, I, my Instagram feed is like that. I, I go through my Instagram feed and I see people that are working in ways that I've worked in before, that I'm working in now, and that I'm also very interested in working in in the future. Does that dissuade me from, you know, heading to the studio and making that work? Yeah, sometimes. It happens to all of us, I believe. You know, to see something that is so juicy, you completely connect to it, and you're like, ah, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking, but it's a better version of what I was thinking, and now I don't want to make that anymore. Well, that's a problem. And if that problem were to take hold of me, then we never would have gotten to 33 episodes on this show and having a drive to push forward. Because along that way, and 33 episodes, that's over six months of research and troubleshooting and content creation. And in that six months, which from the standpoint of a content creator is a very, very short period of time for someone who wants to be, you know, engaged, it's plenty of time for me to become discouraged by what else is out there. I've seen a lot. So for you, when you're sitting down to make work or going to the studio to make work, 
it, it's, it's hard enough as an artist to deal with all of the other elements that try to stop us in the world, right? We're driven in a way that is hopefully unstoppable. We've gotten this far, so we're driven in a way that is unstoppable. But the forces that try to stop us are many, either from a discouragement about general economies in the world of art and what we're worth, and whether or not anyone values us, and how the heck do we break into a marketplace where we could even support ourselves on this, and that's just a, that's a big enough one alone. But then, just the notion that what we're doing might actually be something that's already being done out there, attempting at every turn to invalidate what we do. These things that come at us and try and stop us are many. And in this particular case, we have to take them, look at them as empowering, look at them as a continuation of a dialogue or discourse, and grab a hold of that and say, yes, this is not an invalidation of what I'm doing. This is a validation of what I'm doing. I can't tell you how many times I've made a drawing and moments later, whether it's days or weeks, or but within that near time frame, I see someone who is working in a similar vein and I think to myself, we must be on to something. If we're both doing this kind of work together, not having known one another, not having visited one another's studios, not having seen each other's social feeds, we're on to something. The world, its commentary and its place and our place in it is telling us something that's driving us to make work like that. And that, as a validation of what I'm doing, says I'm connected. So when you're out there and you see work that looks like your own, just like we have here, grab a hold of that. Allow that to validate you. And that will be something that propels you into the future and sustains you and keeps you making work and keeps pushing you into the studio. All right, well, that's been today's Artist Short, and I'm Todd Lambrix. And, you know, I just want to point out to you that um, we get support for our large glass show and ultimately this podcast from you, the people who watch us and listen to us. Up until this point, we have been supported primarily by our live stream and the subscribers to that live stream, but we are just about to release our Patreon page. And so we're hoping that by preempting this conversation with you about our new and coming Patreon page, that you will be inspired to go and help support us. I mean, if basically, if I put out an episode a week of this podcast and we put out an episode a week of our Large Glass show, the amount we're asking for on the Patreon page and what you benefit from by doing that comes out to about 75 cents, 65 cents per episode, which I think is pretty darn good. All right. I want you to get out there. I want you to have a great day. I want you to get into the studio or to your kitchen table or wherever it is you make art. And I want you to make something awesome. We'll see you next time. Take care.